Newport Beach, The Pool House, Captain Oates, Chino, Ew, I'm Michelle, I'm Liz, and I'm Ingrid, and we're Let's Let's Talk Talk OC. We're the ladies that brought you Tree Hill Talk, and now we are on the West Coast talking about the early 2000s teen drama, The OC. Join us every Monday as we watch and review each episode. We hope you can join us. Hello! Welcome to Let's Die, His versus Hers Guide to the Bottle of the Podcast. My name is Brett. Joining me is these two knuckleheads. Hello, knuckleheads. Oh my god! This is Wes. There they are. I got tired of introducing them. They know who they are. You guys don't care, the listener. We're going to play a little game. What is this called? Uh, All right, for, you know, first, this is our very first, very a very special after-school special, also called FSAS. We release these episodes sporadically every Monday. No, not every Monday. Take it back. Redacted. Every once in a blue moon? Every once in a while when we do them, we do them. So, uh, you know, you guys are like, oh, I listened to Let's Die over the weekend. I wish, I can't wait till next Friday for a new episode to come out. Oh, hey, what's this on Monday? There's another episode. It's a bonus episode. Doesn't count towards our season totals, but it's just a fun thing we like to do. So. But is it fun, though? That's for you to find out. <laughs> They're just kind of random. So, so for the first uh, very special after school special of the season of uh, volume two, let's start the his versus her guy apocalypse. We're gonna play a little game called medieval fantasy RPG. Um, I've never played this game before. So I guess we're gonna try it out, alright? Okie dokie. So I, I literally know nothing about this game. I really, I really do not. So this is gonna be, we're just gonna crash and burn with it as it goes. Um, but it is a text-based RPG, a lot like uh, the Horror and Darkness games that we played last, last uh, volume. Um, and we're just gonna... Do that. All right. We'll take turns making decisions. As I get set up here. All right. Wizard's Choice 1 by Sam Landstrom. What's up, Sam? Uh, Summary. You play the part of a wizard in a medieval fantasy world. This is the first part of an epic series. Content warning, violence, and dark themes... You are a young wizard seeking treasure and glory. You are walking along a path in the forest one day's journey from Ring City, you, your, which is your beloved home. Night has just fallen, and uh, you, you're thinking about how it might be a good idea to find a campsite. After all, you're in goblin territory, and it's dangerous to travel in the dark. Suddenly, you smell something awful. Reginald. Reginald? 
We're replacing Reginald with Jasmine. Jasmine, are you responsible for that outrageous smell? <laughs> you ask the warrior striding ahead of you. Jasmine, what do you got to say to that? Um, it's Wes. Uh, you realize that you have never encountered this stench before. <laughs> Jasmine, you stink. No. Uh, and it is close, and perhaps it's your imagination, but is that muffled breathing you just heard? Jasmine, what do you do? Do you shout a warning? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Do I shout a warning to Jasmine? Dive flat on your fa my face. Should I hide, or should I stop and listen? I'm going to shout a warning to Jasmine. It's an ambush, I shout. Startled, Jasmine springs off the ground like a jackrabbit, her chain armor jingling. Just then, out of the brush rush, <laughs> just then, out of the brush rush, several gnarling goblins, their eyes glowing green in the murky darkness. They charge with their short spears. Uh, our mana decreases decreased by two, and our morale increased by one. So at the top of this game, there's four stats. There's life, mana, gold, and morale. We're sitting at 12 life, 12 mana, zero gold, and one morale. All right. Um... With an art, I'm not sure why our morale went up when we got attacked, and I'm not sure why our mana decreased. But uh, with an arcane word, I flourish and a flourish of my hand, I sent a bolt of fire into the leader of the charge, who dropped to the ground, thrashing in flames. Jasmine hacked down another with her sword. The remaining three run away, whooping and yipping. Their cries are joined by others from the dark forest all around you. Many calls from far too many goblins to fight toe to toe. It's a hunting party, probably tracking wild game. We humans are a delicacy, much better than mutton, says Jasmine. You regard the two dead goblins on the ground. Dead goblins are worth ten gold pieces per head in the city. Luckily, you don't need to carry their heads around. The city author authorities will accept their left ears. Wes, what do you do? Cut off their ears or run? I'm going to cut off their ears. You animal. Our gold increased to ten. Get the ears, get the ears, Wes exclaimed as he pulled a, out a razor-sharp dagger from his belt. For a second, this psychopaths and sometimes slow-witted warriors, <laughs> he doesn't understand. But as he starts sawing away at the first ear, he gets the idea and fishes out his own dagger. Soon you have a bloody goblin ear stuffed into your pocket, and Jasmine has one of her own. Nasty? Very. However, ten gold pieces are nearly six months of wages to a common laborer, so you're willing to take the hit. What now? Jasmine asks. Certainly there are excellent places to hide in the forest if we can make it until morning, says Wes. True, the goblins may have dogs, I say, and their own sense of smell is keen. We might climb a tree then. That would at least be defensible. De defensible. Defensible? Defensible, said Damon. You wish to be treed like a fox with goblins barking underneath? If you wish a position that is both defensible and allows some freedom of movement, we should hasten to Castle Inverness. It is near and we could fortify ourselves behind those walls, says Wes. I frown. It is a fortress, yes, but inhabited by what? Gods know what manner of creatures may have taken up residence in the ruin over the years. Is it my turn? Um, we're gonna garrison in the ruined walls. Duh, we ain't gonna hide in no forest. Wes will just burn it down. 
Castle in versus near. Let us take make haste. The goblin hunting calls echo from all around. Oh god. The path to the right appears to be seldom used since it is nearly overgrown, and the path to the left is clear, and you think you see firelight down the way. Could this fire belong to the goblins? Or if you're lucky, is it a campfire of another friendly adventuring party? Jasmine, what do you do? Go straight to the castle. Never question a wizard. Or do you investigate the fire? Can I sneakily investigate the fire? It just says can investigate I, the fire. Can I, can I roll for stealth? Can I get some dice and roll for stealth? This is not dungeon... And, and this is not Dungeon Dragon. Dungeon Dragon. Mm. Well, if anything has ever taught me in movies and whatnot, you should never go investigate something in the dark. So we're going to continue on our journey because I ain't about that one. Enough foolishness to Castle Inverness and her blessed walls, I proclaim. Reginald, or I'm sorry, Jasmine raises what? her, Jasmine raises her fist. Yes. May their puny bodies break against our stone defenses. Mm, kind of brutal. Our, our morale increased by one because of your decision, decision, Jasmine. Woo! So after a minute of stumbling down what is best described as a game trail, we see the shadowy husk of the ruins in the moonlight ahead. Unfortunately, the battle cries of the goblins behind us are growing. Uh, we all turn on a boost of speed, and soon the outer wall is visible. It is about ten feet high and crumbling. We realize with horror that there are no holes on the side that are large enough for us to fit through. Meanwhile, Jasmine, a faster runner than, than the rest of us, has disappeared around the north corner of the wall. An arrow whistles past Wes's head. He looks back and sees at least four pairs of glowing eyes. Wes, what do you do? Follow Jasmine, jump the wall with a, with a jump spell, which costs one mana, or you could turn and blast them, which costs four mana. Turn and blast them. Oh, you... Achievement unlocked. Crushing move. We dominated. We got two points, two coins, and plus one luck, whatever that means. Uh, our mana decreased by four, but our morale increased, increased by two. Sitting at 12, 8, 10, and four. Die, filthy vermin, Wes shouts as he jangles his necklace made of goblin ears in their front of their eyes. No more goblins are visible, so me and Jasmine, or I catch up with Jasmine. We round the north side, and we see Jasmine above a section of partially crumbled wall. Oh, gods, you have struck terror into that advance party. However, they will call for reinforcements, I say to Wes. The question remains, can we hold it? We could go in, said Wes. He points to the castle courtyard. The castle is three stories tall, or at least it had been before most of the top floor collapsed. The second story is barely any better. The fortress is as lifeless and still as a painting. Nevertheless, you wonder if anyone is looking back at you from the dark arrow slits of the first door. First floor. Jasmine! Oh wait, it's my turn. What do I suggest? Enter the castle now, prepare a wall defense. I'm entering the castle. Three are not enough to defend all four walls. Away to the keep, I shout. We run across the courtyard and open the large wooden double doors which shriek on rusty hinges. Unlocked? This may be a trap, my friend. We best be on our guard, says Jasmine. Once inside, Jasmine slams the bar doors shut. The entrance chamber is large with a high vaulted ceiling. The stone walls are cracked and flaking. The ground is strewn with loose rubble. It is not long before the front doors begin to rattle violently. 
Through a nearby arrow slit, you can see green, glowing eyes and the glint of axes chopping away at the door. You're not sure how long the barred portal will hold them. Jasmine wants to hide deeper in the castle. On the other hand, this place smells of death. It might be prudent to take a few seconds to investigate the room and doors. Wes, what do you do now? Let's go or search the room and doors. Search the room and doors. Wait, didn't you just skip me? Uh, yes. You'll go. You'll go next. Sorry, my bad. Um. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh. West motions to Jasmine to check the east door. You inspect the ground there and see if there's been some traffic. Uh, appears to be human-sized shoes or boots, while others appear to be from bare feet. Far too large to be from men. None of the tracks appear to belong to goblins. You can't hear every anything over the goblins thumping and screaming outside. You direct your lantern at the northern door and are about to turn towards the eastern door when something catches your attention. Was that an eye, you wonder? You think you caught a glimpse of a glistening eyeball through a rotting hole in the northern door. Casually, as though you're just taking another look around, you sweep your lantern light over the door again, pausing for just an instant at that spot. Yes, that was an eye. You're being watched. And although your glimpsing of it was fleeting, you could tell the eye did not belong to a human. The white of the orb is pink with blood, while the retina is pitch black and large. You would like to get a better look at the creature. There is a minor spell you normally use to magically open doors from a distance. As long as the door is unlocked, you could use this lazy wizard spell to open the eye door without being too close. On the other hand, that may frighten or anger whoever that eye belongs to. Perhaps you should just talk to it. Maybe you can join forces against the goblins. Alternatively, you might be able to hurl a bolt of fire through that eye hole. Not an easy shot, but you have the element of surprise. Finally, you could run. A choice which has been keeping wizards alive for thousands of years. Jasmine, what do you do? Do you open the door, which causes one mana? Do you shoot the eye hole, which costs two mana? Do you attempt to talk to the creature, or do you run? Audio podcast, Jasmine. Need you to talk. How much mana do we have? We have eight. Wes keeps blowing uh, it all. Because Wes is probably going to use all of our mana later on with some flashy... I'm sorry, you can't be shooting me with arrows and not expect retaliation. Okay. I want to talk to it. I want to know what it is. I want to know my options. Achievement unlocked. Very far away angle. Achievement unlocked. Suicidal tendencies. As they say, fools boldly go where angels fear to tread. Oh boy, we got one plus one coin for that. Um, Wait, oh no! Our life decreases by three. You, Wait! You must... Wait! Wait! Hold up! I didn't open the door. I'm talking to it through the door. I didn't open the door, so I couldn't have gotten out. You muster your courage, face the door, and raise your voice to be heard over the pounding and shouting of the goblins. Jasmine shouted, We mean you no harm. We wish only to... Crack! The door explodes open. The light of your lantern streams into the doorway, revealing a huge, pale monster. It is naked and hairless, with the exception of its pubic area, which obscures the gender of the creature. One small mercy for an otherwise damning sight. Of course, whether this is a lord or lady monster is the least of your concerns. The giant spiked club it grasps tightly in one hand, and the melon-sized rock it holds in the other are at the top of your mind. 
Neville's tongue, it's an ogre, Jasmine curses. The ogre hurls his stone straight at you. You duck and avoid having your head caved in, but the stone still grazes the top of your skull and you see stars. Just then, the front door of the castle bursts open like a tidal wave crashing on a beach. A heap of goblins falls into the room. Creatures one on top of another. A chorus of glee erupts from their fanged mouths. Jasmine and you nearly collide in your haste through the eastern portal. Once through, you slam the door closed. From the entrance chamber you just left come goblin yips of triumph, which then turn into screams of terror that are immediately drowned out by an earth-shaking snarl. Next is the sharp slapping of flesh against flesh and the wet sound of bodies ripping apart. You run from one room to the next. The ogre is not much of a housekeeper. The castle is full of giant cobwebs and broken furniture. Finally, you enter a larger room, a dining room, as evidenced by a long wooden table and two fireplaces. You motion Jasmine to stop and you both listen. Faintly, you can hear the far-off sounds of battle from behind you. Can't leave that way, you think. Just then you hear something else. Labored breathing. And is that crying? Wes, do you investigate the sound? Or are you out of here? I'm out of here. I ain't going to cry. <laughs> With a wave, you motion Jasmine to keep moving. She shakes his head and whispers, It is the sound of a maiden, one in distress, I think. Jasmine has always been well-tuned to this maiden sounds, <laughs> and so you are willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. You put your finger to your lips and take the lead. What? Why? Why me? Jasmine, why do you like girls all of a sudden? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Love you no matter what. This I is... have a boyfriend. What do you mean? <laughs> you quickly realize that the sound seems to be coming from this very room. You creep over to the other end of the dining hall and see a young woman sitting on the ground, chained to a fireplace, rocking back and forth and sobbing. Jasmine was right. Her cry breaks off, and she looks up at you with an expression of fear that quickly turns to surprise. Who are you, she asks. You tell her your names and that you are here to smite evil while making your fortunes. This brings a smile to her face, a pretty smile. You suspect, although it's hard to tell under all the dirt smudged on her face. She says her name is Savannah and says there is a key to her chains on the table. That's right, I named her Savannah. Sure enough, beside cracked and dusty china is a small brass key. As you said about unlocking her, she tells you that she is a merchant's daughter who is traveling with her father's trade caravan when was attacked by a mighty ogre with a small band of priests of Evie of an evil god. Oh, blah, blah, blah. They took my father, Savannah sniffs. No doubt he is slain, but I must try to find him. Will you help me? You ask her if she has any ideas where they are, blah, blah, blah. I'm skipping all this shit. Jasmine says, ought we ought to take her to safety and look then look for her father on her own? She will be in danger traveling with us. I agree that having some half-starved, unarmed merchant's daughter tripping along behind you will only get her killed. But where is safety? Last time you checked, the courtyard was crawling with goblins, and according to her, the castle residents are not very good hosts. I am going to, see, escort her out, hide her and move on, send her on her way, chain her back up for now. Oh my god, that's horrible. I'm going to escort her out. Achievement unlocked! Manners matter. Your mother taught you well. Damn straight! We got plus one points, plus one coin, and plus one luck. Savannah seems like a nice enough young woman, but as a merchant's daughter, she is not a very good addition to the adventuring party. 
and so you are eager to escort her out of the castle as quickly as possible. Between Jasmine's clinking chainmail armor and Savannah's incessant sniffling and muttering about her father, the three of you are not the stealthy part you wish to be. After some searching, you find a hole in the wall of the castle large enough for a human to fit through. Hmm. Green glowing eyes dot the courtyard outside. You get down and tell the other the bad others the bad news. As you're describing what you saw, there's a sudden jolt of numbing cold in your back. You cry out in pain and turn to see a cloaked man, barely visible in the light of the shuttered lantern in his hand. He is pointing at you with his other hand. Perhaps this is one of the evil priests Savannah spoke of. As you slump back against the wall, Savannah cowers in the, cowers in the corner. Jasmine unsheathes her sword and charges. The cloaked man runs. By the time you recover from the pain and stand up, Jasmine is walking briskly back into the chamber. Uh, the sneaky man eluded me, she says. I would bet my last copper he is off gathering allies to come back for us. We must move on! Alright, stay still and quiet here. We will return. Well, if we do not return by the morning, escape as best you can. Alright, so we're leaving the girl behind. Bye, Savannah. Jasmine, say bye to your sister. Bye! Bye! Uh, if her abductors find her missing, they will not expect her to remain in the castle. With luck, they will leave the castle altogether to search, and we can explore unhindered. They say blah, 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 blah. All right, Wes, you're up next. Castle is quiet and dark. You decide it would be wise to get a lay of the land before looking for any trouble. Despite the faint smell of rotting flesh from the dusty hall, you decide that it would be wise to go this way first. Less monsters, more treasure, or at least you hope. You have kept your lantern hooded, only allowing slivers of light out. After all, you want to remain stealthy. The way is dim, however, and you find yourself tripping over rubble and the odd piece of furniture. There might be something far worse ahead for you hidden in the shadows. Too bad you can't see in the dark like a goblin. Wes, do you keep the lantern hooded, or do you unhood the lantern? Ooh, um, unhood the lantern. Morale increased by one. Since you appear to be entering a vacant part of the castle, you expect your light will not attract enemy attention, and so you unhood your lantern to see your way clearly. As you move along the cobwebs, they thicken. Spider! Jasmine yelps! She points her sword up at the ceiling. There is an enormous, hairy spider suspended by a mass of yarn-thick webs. The webs are dotted with small, silky cocoons you suspect might encase rats or other small prey. With trembling fingers, Jasmine sheathes her sword and unslings her bow. She takes a big breath as she fits an arrow, draws back the string, and fires. The spider flails its long legs for a moment and then drops out of the web onto the floor with a thud. And then the two of you move on. What a bummer. I like spideys. Eventually, we make it to a spiral staircase. The upper regions of this foul places are like this, uh, like this are safer than the lower levels, she says Jasmine. I don't know why she would know that. Oh, and then Wes says, why would you know that? Jasmine says, do not ask me what is in the mind of fiends and evil-hearted beasts. Perhaps they prefer the darkness and stagnant air below ground. Blah, 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 blah. Alright, Jasmine leads up the way to the stairs. Lots of fancy prose. On the table upstairs is an open fairy tale book and a gold embossed hand mirror. Seeing loot, you forget about the windows and the potential view of the courtyard. You pick up the mirror to inspect it. 
Gazing at my reflection, I decide I look pretty damn good. All things considered, damn straight. You brush cobwebs from your wavy brown hair. You smile. You're happy to see that your teeth are looking particularly good. Of course, you deserve nice teeth since unlike most people you know, you take care of them. Every morning you wipe your teeth with a cloth dipped in a cleaning concoction consisting of vinegar, salt, a little sand, and a small measure of my own urine. Aw, oh, man. <sighs> really? You guys you guys are so desensitized that me brushing my teeth with my own urine doesn't, doesn't phase either of you. <laughs> nope. Sounds like a blast. Uh, you're about to pull yourself away from the mirror and put it in your backpack when you glimpse a translucent skull with thin, wispy hair just behind you in the reflection. You spin around and see not a skull, but a young girl floating a few feet in the air, her pale face fixed on you. Jasmine sees her too, as evidenced by her running down the stairway. How dare you touch what is mine, the ghostly girl shouts. You back up and reflexively put the mirror back on the table. You have heard tales of powerful ghosts that can suck the life right out of you and wonder if this girl is one of those. Wes, I, wait, whose turn is it? My turn, I think? Jasmine. Jasmine ran down the stairs like a bitch. But what do you do? Okay, do you, I'm not dealing with that. Do you run for the stairs after Jasmine? Do you cast protection from evil spell, which costs two mana? Or do you apologize? Uh, Wait, it's Jasmine's turn. Oh. Yeah, it's my turn. So oh, how am I supposed to go if you already said that I ran away? Just make the decision for Wes. Okay, what was the, what was it? Run for the stairs, protection from evil spell, which costs two mana, or you can apologize. Protection from evil spell. God, we got no mana. Mana decreases two, morale increases one. You mutter an arcane phrase and cross yourself. A faint shell materializes around you. You are one of them, the apparition wails. The small bed shoots across the room toward you. Your protection spell might repel the ghosts, but it does not stop physical objects hurled by them. You jump just in time to avoid getting your legs smashed against the wall. <laughs> Sorry. I think we should have apologized. There is wailing and crashing above, but fortunately the ghost does not follow beyond her room. You immediately find Reginald Jasmine. You immediately find Regi Jasmine. For she has not strayed far. She begins asking you questions, but you put up your hand. Another time, you say. We have reached a checkpoint. Good job. Please take a moment to rate this. I think we will, but later. The two of us continue through the castle. Occasionally we hear distant things, a shout, a crash, or even voices. Soon we come through a door with light streaming out through its cracks. We open it and so slightly and peek in. You see a cloaked figure frantically pacing back and forth. You cannot see his face, but his hands appear to be human. You catch glimpses of his naked torso under the cloak. It is black with tattoos, and you think ma you can make out at least one of the tattoos to be the symbol of Nerul, god of the undead. This reminds you of the tattooed body of a man hung in the city square only a month ago. He was believed to be an evil priest. He was, he was accused of terrible crimes, including raising zombies. Such priests are able to harvest power from their deities and cast dangerous spells. However, you have the element of surprise. Is it Wes? Wes, you got the last... The last decision of the show for now until we do it again. What do you do? Do you attack the man with spells, which costs two mana? Do you attack without spells? 
Do you cast a charm spell on him, which doesn't say it costs mana at all, or do you spy on him for a bit? I'm going to cast a charm spell. Okay. Yeah. Well, life decreases by two, mana decreases by three. We're so good at this. You step out from the doorway, chant your spell, and point at the priest. His eyes widen in surprise and then narrow. With a word of some fiendish language, a dark bolt of energy crackles out of his outstretched fingers and slices into you. Now you remember that all spellcasting priests, even evil ones, must possess a strong will to draw power from their god. Such a man is no pushover for your mind enchantments. Jasmine charges in. The priest ducks back as Jasmine swings her sword, but not fast enough. The blade slashes his shoulder. He tries to run, chanting something that you recognize as the beginning of a spell. Jasmine finishes him with one great cleave. And that's going to do it for now. Oh, wait. We'll do this one. We'll do this one, and then we'll wow, call. I'm a badass. Now that you are in the room, you can see that you're in a living quarters. There's a bed near the wall and a good-sized chest in the corner. Treasure! But it's locked. So what do we do? Do we search around for a bit or we break the chest? I'm going to break the chest. Come on, loot. Gold increases by 30. Jasmine brings her sword crashing down on top of the chest. The wood splinters, and with a few more whacks, you can pry the top off. Is a, inside is a bag full of gold, a small black-bound writing book, and what appears to have been some platinum engraved china that is now smashed. Leaving the broken china, you gather up your loot and hurry out of the room. The three of us have only taken a few steps in the dark hallway when we see something flickering up ahead, and you'll have to check out next time when we play this fucking game, which was called Medieval Fantasy RPG, downloaded on your pers portable personal devices. Guys, did we do good? Uh, I would like a uh, redo. We we did uh, okay so we finished this this is where we're at so far with five life, uh, three mana, forty gold, and eight morale. So we're in really good spirits even though we're dying and 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 weakened and we got lots of money. Don't we have a string of ears too? What's that? Don't we have a string of ears too? Yeah, well, yeah. Wes has a necklace of goblin ears. Yes. So there's that. <laughs> good job, crew. Until next time, this is Let's Die, very special after school special. Um, get your get your incantations right. All right, check us out on Twitter. All that shit, Jasmine. Say bye. Bye. Wes. What'd you just say? Hasta luego. Hasta luego. All right, I kind of like that one. I kind of like that one. I thought he was going to say something like, um, Legola, let's, Le Legola, see you later. Okay. All right. Bye.